What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions back at you. My name is Danny. I'm Garrett. So Terminal Transmissions has new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. We're a pop culture podcast. We like to get into a little bit of the big TV news, uh, science and technology, upcoming stuff, you know, on Kickstarter and whatnot, and, uh, mm-hmm. new advancements. We definitely like to talk about the video games. Yeah. Because we're dorks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get in a little bit into movie films for theaters. Yeah. Uh, so this is our 41st episode. Yeah. Uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming Cloak and Dagger TV series. Uh, we're going to talk about how CRISPR gene editing has been used now uh, to cure genetic diseases in mice. Uh, we're going to talk about how uh, like it just was revealed today, Monday, that Telltale Games is actually working on a secret Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some Deadpool 3 news, believe it or not. Uh. Skipping 2 and going all the way to 3 <laughs> to talk about some new ads. Yeah. So starting off with Cloak & Dagger, we, we talked about Cloak & Dagger on one of our very first podcasts. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So it was officially like confirmed... Well, on the last time that we talked about it, it was confirmed. And unfortunately, it was announced yesterday that it has been delayed until the winter of 2018. Which is basically, uh, I might as well just go ahead and crawl into a coffin now. <laughs> that is, that's a, that's quite a long ways away. And while that's bumming me out, I'm glad that they're taking their time with it to make it really good. Uh, I wish that they, you know, could get it to us sooner, but whatever. Right. Sometimes you got to deal with it in, in TV to make it good TV. And that's what I've found. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, if there's one thing that we've learned from the No Man's Sky fiasco, it's mm-hmm. like, just let the people let the people fucking take their time and do what they want. Right, right. Like, don't lose your mind and harass like studios to release things that they are not ready to release. Right. So, whatever, Cloak and Dagger, like, take your time. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do. Let us know when you're ready. Yeah, figure and yourself I'll be, out. And I'll be excited about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. So, as we talked about last time, um, it is going to be on Freeform, the Freeform Network, which used to be ABC Family. And they have now officially, as of yesterday as well, when they made the announcement that it was delayed, they did announce that the showrunner will be Joe Pekoski. Mm-hmm. He was the co-executive producer of Daredevil. Yeah. Which is fucking dope. So I'm very happy about that because there are a lot of different TV shows that are from the Marvel and DC universes. And some of them definitely have worse qualities. <laughs> How polite. Yeah, I, I, was polite to be, I was trying to be polite about it. Uh, some of them uh, are absolutely knocked out of the park, and we talk about them all the time, like Daredevil specifically. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist is most likely going to be fucking incredible as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of them aren't so good. And so just that Daredevil is one of my favorites, if not my favorite I'm very, very happy to see that someone that's been working behind the scenes on that and making that show so great is going to be working directly, even possibly more directly, with the Cloak and Dagger show. And and Cloak and Dagger are two really, really, really cool comic characters. Yeah, for sure. But they also have a potential to be not done so well. Right. Because, and we talked about this last time, that the entire point of Cloak and Dagger is that they're dark as fuck. Yeah. 
unless they're changed a lot from their comics iterations, it's it's incredibly dark. They're some of the darkest, I would say, comic characters that aren't in some spinoff universe like the Authority, Spawn, those types of universes. Right. Marvel the, Zombies. Right. The Darkness. Right. Uh, IP is like, yeah, th- those are kind of their own it's, thing. It's really dark, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Cloak and Dagger, uh, I mean, it's like about drugs and runaways and orphans and, and uh, getting powers from a fucked up process. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like having like a codependent power set Mm -hmm. for each. And, uh, they, they like have to be with each other to actually survive. Yeah. Uh, unless they both dip into some, some less than savory morality choices. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of themes there that are really hard to pull off. I would say, I dare say more than some of the themes that have been in other shows, even the Netflix ones, mm-hmm. because yeah, while Charlie Cox is portraying a daredevil, a Matt Murdock that like feels the need to go, you know, beat people up at night for justice. Like that's different from like cloaks. Like I have to consume energy or I'm going to die. And I do that by just like consuming humans. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily if they're together, cloak can feed on on daggers power Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah i'm I'm really i'm really happy about this i'm really happy because i really like cloak and dagger and i'm i'm really hoping it's done well i think it will be right and i'm very interested to see how they how they do it and how they really uh showcase this stuff and we're also seeing the runaways which is also a very potentially dark ip yeah absolutely in the same universe actually in fact uh cloak and dagger were in Runaways, the the first little story arc of Runaways mm-hmm. actually, maybe the first or second story arc actually had Cloak and Dagger in it, which is which is really neat. So maybe there will be some crossovers there. I have no idea, but yeah, I'm very pumped about this. I think it's going to be really fucking cool. So electric sliding on over into science and tech. Uh, I wanted to talk about something cool that I read today, where scientists actually used CRISPR gene editing to mm-hmm. cure a genetic disease in mice. So uh, the disease that they cured was uh, sickle cell disease, Mm -hmm. which is actually affects a lot more people than I realized. Yeah. So it's like 70,000 to 100,000 people in the U.S. have sickle cell disease and 3 million have the trait for it in Mm -hmm. their genes, which is a ton. Yeah. Um, But this just goes back to the old like advancements in medicine and like post-transhumanism and immortality thing that I'm fucking obsessed with. Right. So essentially, just a background on CRISPR, it's essentially an enzyme that when you inject a being with it, it can actually splice DNA sequences and guide RNA to take on the sequences that need uh, or take them to the the sequences that need splicing. Right. So essentially, it's an enzyme that you can program to literally edit a creature's DNA. Mm -hmm. So you just inject them with this enzyme and then it goes and gets them and slaps their DNA and then they get powers. (laughs) Yeah, they used uh, some researchers from Stanford used that technology to literally cure the sickle cell trait in mice that has the sickle cell trait. Sickle cell is actually a bunch of related diseases right? Uh, that all combine up to essentially give you uh, – it, it makes your red blood cells sickle-shaped, which can literally cause them to get linked up. Mm-hmm. They, like, connect to one another because instead of just being round platelets, they're actually hooks. Uh, and then you can get blood clots and blocked arteries and all kinds of fucked up stuff. But yeah, so they literally took stem cells from these mice that had the disease and then used them to create these uh, enzymes and then injected them with them and just edited their DNA to be like, Jeez. you don't have sickle cell trait anymore. That's so nuts. That's uh, so nuts. So it's obviously, you know, 
a long way away from human trials. CRISPR mm-hmm. editing won't be used on human for God knows how long. Right. Especially now with the new state of politics in the country, it might be even longer. Right. And I mean, the fear is, you know, like if you mess up and you like fuck up someone's DNA and then they just become like a meltman uh, or like right. a fish, a fish lung. Right. Uh, that's super gnarly. That's like level mm-hmm. 12, the most fucked up thing that can happen. Right. But the potential for this technology, yeah. is, it's unreal. Yeah, it absolutely is. There are so many things that are just caused by genetic markers mm-hmm. that can just be erased. Yeah. And like even things that aren't directly caused by genetic markers that can be f- still like, oh, you, I can just change your genetic. Find this person who has like the world's best immune system. Right. Find the markers in their DNA that give them this immune system mm-hmm. and just change everyone else's DNA to have that. Right. Find someone who's like immune to, to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Go through their DNA, find those markers, copy them, give them to this person. Right. Done. Yeah, it's really neat, and it's and you know we talk about this a lot. We talk about stuff like this a lot, and we've talked about CRISPR even before. But you know, it's really neat, and we we, we talk about specifically that you know kind of there's two kind of things that are leading directly to like transhumanism and and, and the future, and those are nanotechnology and gene manipulation. Right. Well, I mean, to be perfectly frank, like those two things are really like the future. This is this is basically going to lead to like those two things specifically, like getting into nano and getting into gene splicing, like basically are going to solve the problems. Right. Like that in almost every avenue, you can take one of those two or both and solve pretty much any problem at all. And specifically with gene splicing, you can basically cure any ailment from the jump because there are so many things that we're just predisposed to. Right. And then also talking about like getting into like a little bit of what we've talked about, just dabbling in it a little bit is like that. That's not even talking, but that's just talking about what's there and manipulating it. The genes that are already existing. Mm-hmm. And then they're already getting into researching other genes, like, like creating genes. Right. And we even brought it up. Like it's in transmetropolitan that they just have genes that just prevent you from getting cancer. Right. So you just go get that gene plopped in you. And then you're just cancer immune. And that's going to be a reality someday. Yep. Hopefully within our lifetime, that'll be incredible if they just, yeah, before you're even born, they can just move your DNA around a little bit, move your move your genes around a little bit. And it's like, you will never, ever get cancer. Your body just can't get it. Yeah, I um, I read an article today and I don't remember the exact year. Mm-hmm. I think, I want to say it was 2050, but I uh-huh. don't remember. Uh, that was basically saying that hospitals won't exist by 2050. Uh, not necessarily just because will be immortal or cured of everything. Right. But just because like home medicine will be so advanced right. by then. Right. That like your smart device will just scan your body and be like, ooh, you need the Glimpse pill. And right, then right. the 3D printer in your wall will just mm-hmm. shit a pill out. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's going to that. Like your smart devices will be able to tell you anything and everything that's wrong with you, diagnose you yeah. perfectly, right. scan your body for yeah. any issues, and then right. tell you how to treat it in your home. Exactly, yeah. And you'll just be able to order whatever you need mm-hmm. from Amazon or pr- <laughs> right. print it out of the wall. Right. And that's by 2050. And honestly, that's probably a long estimate. Right, right. I feel like that's that's the point that they'll be eliminated, but they'll mm-hmm. start declining imminently. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's just, it's, you know, getting into, into Moore's law and everything. And, uh, and and we've talked about it. Like, there was, an, there was an article that I almost actually selected for my topic uh, a couple months back that was about like a smart shower that just diagnoses you while you take a shower. Mm-hmm. It can just like collect bullshit from you and uh like cells and what have you and it can just go ahead and run diagnostics on you to to evaluate your health wild yeah and that's and again that shit's just gonna speed up and new discoveries are gonna happen that have an exponential effect on other advancements and other breakthroughs and what have you yeah absolutely like it's it's crazy to think that like yeah in the next like 30 to 40 50 years like 
it's just, yeah, like you're talking about. It's going to be like, oh, I just, I need this pill. So it just plops it in me. And now I need this, this injection. Well, now I have it and there's no flu anymore. And there's, there's no anything. There's no measles or mumps. People are like, out here thinking that universal income is not going to be a thing and they need to reevaluate their fucking life. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, yeah. And as, as we've seen over and over again, uh, human life expectancy just extends, yep. right? Like it just gets longer because we're, we're eradicating this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right now, yeah, we have a lot of heart disease, which is the number one killer. And we have a lot of cancer and what have you and cancer's on the rise, but so are our advancements in fighting cancer. And, and very fucking soon we're going to get some huge fucking breakthroughs that are going to just knock this shit out and it's not going to exist anymore. Yep. My, they might just get nano nanotechnology that they can just plop into your fucking bloodstream and it just scoops that shit out. Yep. You know, this, this is shit that's imminent. We're just not going to have cancer anymore. And that's so crazy to think like maybe probably in our lifetime, 40, 30, 40, 50 years, like this shit's just not going to exist anymore. And that's fucking cool. Just like at one point, uh, you know, there was, there's measles, there was measles everywhere. And basically measles just doesn't fucking exist anymore pretty mm-hmm. much. And that's so cool to think that like one day we're probably going to be telling grandkids and shit and like my, my nieces and nephews, kids and stuff like, dude, you don't know how fucking scary cancer was. People used to die. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Like, yeah. And even the aging thing, like getting into like, oh yeah. Like back in the day you had to worry about only living potentially like 60, 70, 80 years. You might, if you're lucky, get to like 90, a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so crazy to think that like we might literally be the ones. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've talked about. We've talked about it before. It's basically either us or the next generation unless something crazy and dumb happens. Yeah, it might just be like us. a like a president who drops us back like 10 years. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it's just cool. It's cool to think like we could be one day like telling telling other people like, hey, we once were like worrying about dying. Yep. Isn't that weird? Yeah. In my 30s, I was thinking about that I was going to die one day and then look at me now. Yeah. I'm a robot. Yeah, I'm 278 years old. And I got in the four internet. arms. <laughs> I got Gorod. Anyway, but yeah, cool shit. Cool shit. So, in video games, we're going to talk about some motherfucking rumors. As but, we do. But this is basically confirmed. Right. So, there is going to be a Telltale game set in Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking rad. Yeah, fucking dope. So we've talked about Guardians before. We loved Guardians and we're really mega pumped about the new Guardians movie that's coming out pretty quick mm-hmm. down the pipe. But um, so this is kind of weird in how it how it developed, how the how the how the leak or n- not even a leak. It was just like how the rumor became a thing at all. And there is currently a uh, strike going on mm-hmm. for voice actors from and this is weird. I didn't know that this exists. I knew. So I knew the Screen Actors Guild exists, but there's a apparently a joint one of these organizations from uh, between SAG and AFTRA. So it's the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Mm-hmm. And so they have a joint organization called SAG-AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are on strike right now specifically with their voice actors, mm-hmm. which affects mainly video games. Right. I mean, it's, it's a little bit movies and television, but mainly that's video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yesterday, SAG-AFTRA, I think, I guess that's how they say it. Um, they released a list of affected video game titles mm-hmm. and included was a Guardians of the Galaxy game registered to the same company that has registered before uh, with Tell- Telltale Games. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is 
all of these video game companies and movie companies, they use like these weird pseudonyms and what have you. And they use like working titles. And mm-hmm. so this working title was Blue Harvest, mm-hmm. which at it's one been done to death. But. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was the uh, specifically it was the working title of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, it's it was registered to a Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game. Marvel and Telltale announced a partnership in 2015, mm-hmm. and no one knew what they were working on. So Telltale had already done, done they had, they just put out a Batman game. So mm-hmm. that's, that's through DC. So it's pretty cool that they're getting to do both, and, and I really like that. And Telltale also has done a fuckload of games. Mm-hmm. They've done a shitload of games. Specifically, they did the Walking Dead games. Mm-hmm. And they did The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. They did, of course, the Batman game. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. And they, and they did uh, Tales from the Borderlands, yeah. which did really well. And so this is really, really cool because they make awesome games. If, if you're not familiar with Telltale, they do a lot of, like, dumbed-down graphics, m- very, like, story-oriented games. Yeah, but not really dumbed-down graphics, just very stylized. Stylized, yeah, yeah. And they, like, cartoonish with yeah, like, it's almost like a, it's almost like an animated comic book, mm-hmm. and like very like graphic without being gratuitous or anything like right. that. Just like getting getting into like kind of a nitty gritty more than more than most like quote unquote cartoonish games, would be. right? But yeah, they make fantastic games. So this is a really really cool announcement, even though it hasn't really been announced, but it basically has. Uh, and I'm really pumped about it. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. To be perfectly honest, I, I think that Guardians is something that could do really well as uh, a telltale game yeah and i think it leads i'm sorry it lends itself to being i don't know, like the guardians ip itself like lends itself to to something yeah, like absolutely. that so i'm very pumped about it because yeah it gets they get a little bit more into like anti-hero stuff with some hard decisions oh yeah absolutely than like the avengers right. does you know some stuff like that so i think it's great news yeah and one of the biggest things about those telltale games is sort of their like decision trees mm-hmm. there's a lot of choices that you have to make in a really short period of time, like you're surprised with like, oh, choose to like kill this person or save this guy. Right. And it's always a lot of fun while also being kind of difficult. Right. But I do think that that lends itself really well to the Guardians IP. Right. right. Um, I've played a lot of the Telltale games. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the Batman one, but old Scottish said that it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I probably will play it at some point because I, the most recently I played um, Tales from the Borderlands. Right. And it's right. really fucking cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about this, man. I'd yeah. love to see where this goes. Fuck yeah. I think the coolest things I, re- I read online a while back, like someone said about the Telltale games, that something that they do really well with their morality choices is that most games that do morality, it's like, would you rather like save this princess or murder this puppy? And the Telltale games don't do that. Yeah, those are very hard choices. Yeah, it's it's much more, you know, real life, like nuanced right. morality versus just like, okay, one of like Knights of the Old Republic was, was uh, kind of guilty of that, of being right. like, Oh, like, do you want to do that? Like, save the world or like become a Sith? You right, know? right. It's like, uh, well, I'll, that's not a hard choice, but right. I get, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm pumped. I I hope we get some some official news about it, and it also remains to be seen, like, what timeline we get for this, like what, like where this fits in to the Guardian storyline, especially since like it could be like. Between the two movies, it could be like after the second movie. It could be like potentially even before. I doubt they would do before, but right. it's probably going to be between. I would assume, but it could be like after the after the second movie, depending on when it's released. Yeah, probably sometime around there. I think. Yeah, for marketing purposes. Yeah, I would I would think so as well. But it would be cool to maybe see something in between. 
but it would also be really cool to see something post like just after maybe yeah that would be interesting yeah so anyway we'll we'll keep you uh keep you up to date as new developments happen so in movies i wanted to talk about something interesting that is kind of weird because so basically deadpool 3 not only confirmed Mm -hmm. but fox has already started working on it which is very strange. So this news is a couple of days old, but essentially it was announced that Fox is thinking about rebooting X-Men completely. So apparently Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy, and Fassbender's mm-hmm. contracts are all about to expire. Okay. And Fox was just kind of like, basically every movie in this entire series from the first X-Men until Apocalypse uh-huh. hasn't performed as well as we wanted it to. Right. They've all done okay. Sure. But they haven't done what we've wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're like, we might reboot the whole thing. But that being said, if we do, we're not rebooting Deadpool because Deadpool's dope and it made us a fuck <laughs> trillion fucking dollars. Right. So I don't know if you knew this, but Deadpool's budget was $58 million. Mm-hmm. And all said and done internationally, it made $782 million. Jeez. So it made $730 million past its budget. What a return. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, there's been some kind of uh, nebulous, weird kind of stuff going on with Deadpool 2. In that uh, we had that issue where the director quit right uh, earlier this month. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast that there were all these different reasons that we read about. Sure. We weren't really sure what the actual real real reason was. Uh, the most recent thing that I read when I was researching this is that apparently one of the big reasons was that uh, Mil- Tim Miller, who was the director originally, um, he wanted to keep with the, the sort of raunchy comedy and the narrative. Right. But he wanted to just like throw a ton of money at it. Okay. And he wanted it to be a big budget version of the first one. Okay. And Ryan Reynolds was like, nah. He was like, I, I want it to keep the sort of like uh, the gorilla feel that the first okay. movie had. So that was apparently the very, the biggest part of their disagreement. And then there was all the other things too. Okay. Well, so they are apparently in negotiations now to get um, uh, David Leach, who is the guy who did John Wick. Right. Uh, they're trying to get him, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, John Wick was awesome. But yeah, while they're working on getting a director for this unfinished, unshot movie, they're already planning Deadpool 3. Jeez. So if Deadpool 2 should fail, oops, all berries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I wanted to talk about it is because apparently they're planning on having X-Force in Deadpool 3. It's so fucking dope. Now, we already know that they are confirmed having Cable and Domino in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Which are both like integral huge, parts. Huge integral members, mm-hmm. longtime members, and even like you could consider founders right. of X Force. Right. X Force, for those who don't know, was basically Assassin X Men. That's mm-hmm. essentially what it was. Right. But yeah, so we're already getting two of them, well, three of them, because Deadpool was a member of X Force also. But that is so cool. Yeah, it's if that very, actually very comes cool. to pass, if we get Deadpool two, it's successful, and we get Deadpool three with X Force. Right. That's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who else they would put on the team because mm-hmm. uh, X Force, just like any other team in comics, has been redone a million oh, times yeah. with a trillion different characters. Oh yeah, especially like, those. Oh yeah, like X Men, X Factor, X Force. They Excalibur. Yeah, they all of they them. don't ever stop having like a rotating roster. Yeah. Whereas like. For the most part, Fantastic Four, you know who you're getting. Every once in a while, they will switch it up and they will move someone into it. Yeah. The same with Avengers. Like, there's like a core group of Avengers, and then every once in a while, they will switch it up a little bit. Yeah. But like, all the X teams are just like geez. revolving doors. Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah. you have no idea who's going to be on 
which team on which day. Yeah. And and it's also cool because they have a lot of like backup members that they're right. like, oh, yeah, Iceman's only on export, uh, only in X-Force every once in a while. Right. But then he'll just show up and then he, he just does it. Yeah. It's awesome. He freezes your glips, Glops. Oh, yeah. He gets you. But yeah, like I just like who else would they even put? Mm. And my favorite's they, always been Shatterstar, and we've talked about him before because he's just goddamn incredible, and he's also a very, very important member of of X Factor and X Force, right? And um, like both, and he's like bopped betwixt. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him, and also he's just a badass, and he would fit in perfectly with like the themes and like the the tone of Deadpool, right? So I would love to see him. Domino, of course, is just an incredible character. I really, really enjoy her. Yeah, Cable is is. I mean, it, when done right, like Cable is one of the coolest comic characters ever. Yeah, and honestly, as much as I'm, uh, you know, fucking ecstatic to see Cable in the movie, mm-hmm. I'm honestly more excited for Domino just because she fits with the the aesthetic of the first movie oh, yeah. so well. Oh, yeah. She's just going to be shooting people in the fucking jeans. <laughs> yeah, like Cable <laughs> does kill people, but right. he's not like known for it. Right. And honestly, he'll probably be out of his element, and that's mm-hmm. probably the point right gonna be the ongoing bit is how juxtaposed oh yeah ding, 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 he is to deadpool yeah uh but domino is just gonna be shooting people in the fucking grit pouch oh, yeah. which is a made-up pouch <laughs> it's a fictional pouch that holds your true grit and she's gonna get you in it oh yeah she's gonna pull out a gun and get you right in the splins yeah. i feel like she's gonna fuck deadpool up in that movie and i'm rancid yeah, about it absolutely i wonder also how much of the time travel stuff they're going to get into with cable yeah i mean i mean that's the thing is because deadpool movies are so goofy uh-huh that they can handle it in a very meta way exactly he can yeah. do he can do bits about like time loops and bullshit and yeah. you know make back to the future references yeah um and it'll it'll work a lot easier than mm-hmm. the fucking time travel shit that's happened in the in the the other right. x-men stuff which has fucking obliterated the movies yeah yeah like but, they've like trapped themselves in like a nightmare fucking K hole of bullshit. Well, and it sucks point. too. And we talked about it is that they didn't even have to do that. Uh-uh. They could have just made them separate entities yep. and they would never have had to deal with that. But yep. they like, they decided to make them one big contiguous thing. That's just so goddamn disjointed that it's worse than how disjointed the comics became. And that shit was a mess. Yep. And it's like, you know, you could have just avoided this by making them two separate franchises within the franchise yep all you had to do was say first class is an actual reboot yeah done yeah but no you fucking have to have hugh jackman in every movie and therefore you you made the choice yeah it was it was a very dumb stupid choice and don't get me wrong i like hugh jackman as wolverine but it it was unnecessary i genuinely believe that hugh jackman patrick stewart and ian mckellen because they're all such perfect casting at this point Uh uh-huh that that's the reason why yeah probably but like we, need, we need to milk a few more movies out of fucking Patty Stews before you croaks. <laughs> and, and not that that's ever going to happen. Right. God forbid. Knock on wood. Yeah. Because that dude's dope. Yeah. But I, I, I think the funniest part about all of that is that Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool in the X-Men or I'm sorry, the Wolverine Origins movie, mm-hmm. which was very poorly done. And he was like the best part of it. And then they did actually still make him Deadpool in a movie that has nothing to do with that movie that's in a completely different universe. And I love that. Well, but it's not in a different universe. Is it not? No, no, it is in the same universe. Really? Yeah, Deadpool, the movie, is uh-huh. in the same universe as the X-Men movies. Weird. And that's why it's even better that they're going to reboot and have him still be in the same universe, even though he's not being rebooted. Because it's Deadpool and it totally works because he can make bits about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is the what? same universe. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I thought that I thought that Deadpool was like a separate thing that the X-Men also existed in. Mm-mm. Same universe. Weird. Yep. 
Okay, well, that's that's weird. But, yeah, it is Deadpool, so it doesn't matter. Yep. And they can do whatever they want with it. Yep. But, yeah, he is a really cool, interesting character in that regard. So here's the real question. Okay. Do you think he'll have the gray outfit in Deadpool 3? Ooh, man, X-Force. X-Force. Yeah, god damn it. I fucking hope so. Also, just because of the bits that would happen between him and Domino if that happened. Uh-huh. God damn it. I didn't even think about that. That'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I can see them, like, they opt. I don't. I honestly don't know if Ryan Reynolds actually gave a fuck about comics before this whole thing came to pass. Certainly does now. But the first movie made it seem like he cared enough about fan service to really mm-hmm. dip his toe. Sure. Um, so if that's the case, and if mm-hmm. he holds true to that, and it all goes according to plan, I can see Deadpool having the gray outfit in the third movie. That'd be awesome. If they actually do full X Force. I would love that. And just, just, I would lean more in that in that way, just because they have already like gone with Domino, and and like. I think that they would only do that if they were really giving a shit about the comics. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love to see it. Yeah. I would love to see that, actually. That would be fucking so rad. Yeah. I, j- I, I just hope that Cable has, like, a comically huge fucking gun. Oh, it has to. Yeah. Well, because sometimes they do that, like, pistol thing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes he has the laser pistol that has, like, the flat front on it. And they could just do that and not the big-ass plasma rifle that mm-hmm. he has. But I, w- I just love how comically huge. Well, and I think it fits the theme. I think that it sure. suits the movie. And I feel like Deadpool can be like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, that gun is shit. That gun is actually bigger than you. Yeah. Like the Cable's gun in the 90s was it was bigger than like a fucking battleship. Yeah. yeah. Like it was it was just like that was drawn by Liefeld. And it could <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, and it could be like a bit. <laughs> Who needs fucking perspective? It's just a massive gun. It doesn't matter. <laughs> who needs legs even? Yeah, who needs a foot? No feet available. Um, but yeah, he could uh, he could do like a normal gun throughout the movie. And right. then like at the end when they gear up, he could pull out he the push, full... He pushes the button on it and, and it, it and it becomes the big gun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I always loved that. I love that about Cable, just how goddamn over the top he was. And, right. it, and it's perfectly like it perfectly kind of frames 90s comics. And it was just like, that was what comics were in the 90s. It was just like every dude was like nine foot five and like, <laughs> I, like it just had like guns bigger, th- bigger than them mm-hmm. and just had no waste and just were ready to like rip go- grizzly bears in half. I oh, loved yeah. that. I loved it. And that's what I grew up with. And it's funny because they've toned that down mm-hmm. in modern comics. They've, they've really gone, gone away where like all the comic book characters still have like huge breasts for women they still have six packs for men and they're probably never going to get away from that mm-hmm. but they did get away from like the like gratuitous over the top dudes bigger than a bread box right uh, just like as wide as a fucking car yeah so it would still be cool to see a little bit of that right uh, a homage if you will to that fucking gun well and again like honestly that's another reason why they should get Stephen lang because yeah. i'm sure he's fucking looks monstrous next to ryan reynolds yeah that's true because he's a bigsman yeah he's fucking swole his biceps are bigger than a bread box yeah we'll keep making the, keep making the comparison say i won't Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm pumped about it, man. Yeah. So everyone go see Deadpool 2 and throw money at the problem so that we get Deadpool 3. Thanks. Yeah. And maybe 4 and 5 and 7. Yeah. And then we'll Skip reboot six. it with a timeline and a flim flam and we'll <laughs> fucking combine series and make a gliss gloss. And then hopefully by then Fox will go out of business and Disney can buy Deadpool and then he can team up with the adventures. Crossing my Mainly just because fingers. I have a dream of Deadpool and the new Spider-Man being in a movie together and that crafting would be incredible. bits. Yeah, that would be incredible. So we'll or, see what or Ant-Man. Throwing him yeah, throwing Ant-Man. with Ant-Man. Get a little Ant-Man, Ant-Man, and Ant-Man, and turn he's an ant. <laughs> <laughs> and turn he's a bug. 
Yeah. Mandibles at claw. Yeah. I'm sorry. I loved it. Too far. All right, guys. Well, see y'all next time.